Eileen Hollingsworth, 1945. My father, Bernard Amos, was born on the 7th of December, 1910. My mother, Evelyn Telby, was born on the 22nd of September, 1913. Her brothers owned E.A. Telby, hill builders of Bath Road, Kettering. My father's mother lived in Rothwell. Sadly, Dad's father went away to the First World War but didn't come back. My parents married, married October 1937 in Kettering and Mum wore a navy suit. Although they bought a house in Wallace Road, Kettering, they had to live with Grandma for a while. I know that Father wanted to emigrate but didn't as Mum wanted to remain in England. After a while they moved to Bournemouth. Mum said that she was healthier there than she had ever been. She was secretary for an insurance agent when she met Dad. My mum's mum lived in Newman Street, Kettering. Her dad started work as a hill builder but died when mum was two. My father worked at Weetabix for 18 years but could turn his hand to anything. From Weetabix he went to work at Alamask. When war broke out, mum joined the ATS and was a short-hand typist in Whitehall. She told my son how everything would go down the underground and to keep up their, everyone went down to the underground, and to keep up their spirits, they'd sing. After the siren sound in, sounded to give the all clear, they'd return to their homes to find that a lot of houses had been flattened. Mum returned to Newman Street, Kettering, to live with her mum. Dad was stationed at Street, at street Somerset. When Mum used to visit Dad, she had to stay in a pub, but found this difficult, as she didn't drink. Dad was still in the army. He'd been shot in the arm whilst in France and lay in a field for two days before he was found. He was later given a war pension. I went to school in High Street, Burt Latimer, then to the Central School off Rockingham Road in Kettering, which is now St Andrew's Junior School. I have to say that I hated school dinners as I'd put my fork into the vegetables and find the only water coming out. I loved French at school though. I remember how my brother and I were Mr and Mrs Weetabix, and we won a prize one carnival year. We cannot carry a banner saying, and they lived happily ever after on Weetabits. The carnival came along at Alexandra Street and stopped outside our house, whereupon Dad served orange juice to everyone. I went to work at Coles Boot and Shoe Factory as an office junior when I left school and worked in the production office. It was my responsibility to order the socks and the labels. Mum was already working in their canteen and had managed to arrange an interview for me. In fact, Mum had to go with me when I had this interview, as this was the practice then. I worked as a relief on the switchboard, which had huge eyes that clicked and dropped down when a call was coming. I then worked at Whitney and Wesley, but this factory was almost burnt down. My brother was a police cadet and trained at Hendon. I remember when he passed out as a policeman. Dad and all, all of us piled into the bus. There was this posh woman who got onto the bus. Dad was 83 at this time. Being polite, he stood up in order to offer her a seat, but she ignored him. He looked around and then said in a very loud voice, Obviously, there are no ladies on this bus. My brother also had an interest in electricity, all self-trained, mainly from reading library books. He joined the fire brigade, but left because he didn't want to go on strike. He was still working in London at this time. He later became a bus driver. I had been married twice. My first husband, Edwin Spooner, was 25 years older than me. 
Addison David was born on the 15th of December 1972 at Eisbrook Hospital. He was only 14 months old when Edwin died following a heart attack. He was just sitting in his chair. I met my second husband some years later at Solo Club in Kettering. He was responsible for his small children. I married Brian on October the 23rd, 1982 at the Baptist Chapel, Burton Latimer. I wore a cream suit, burgundy shoes and a burgundy hat. I've only ever worn that hat twice. David was almost 10 when we married. When David started school in Church Street, I was lucky enough to get my job back at Whitney and Wesley, where I prepared the wages. I still keep in contact with one or two of the girls. My son joined the RAF when he was 17, avionics. He trained at Swindby, which is near Lincoln. I still remember how it was freezing during his passing up parade and how it was all, all out in the open, so we were all thankful for the blankets we were given. When David joined the forces, he was sent to the Gulf War and was stationed in Bahrain, but was sent all over after this. Following his marriage to Jenny, they spent two years in Germany. We went to visit them once when he was in Lubrook. David then returned to Norwich, which he and his wife both loved before he was posted to Norfolk, all the time doing electrical work. He was based at Boscombe Down near Salisbury. We'd go and visit when we could, but it was difficult to get visits as much as I would have liked, as I was working at Tesco by then. There was a crash at Wittering. The black box removed from the wreckage was taken to where David was working. David was working on the box in order to ascertain why the plane had crashed as it had. David asked Wittering if they had any work there and they offered him a job. He was in the RAF for 15 years and now have four grandchildren. Brian's son Sean enjoyed being in Germany. My son said that Germany could make or break a marriage. Burton Latimer's changed a lot over the years. There were lots of carpenter stores, but the main one was in the high street. These stores sold all sorts of things, hardware, draperware, electrical goods, grocery and butchers, but this shop was in Duke Street. I think that the avatar was at the back of the co-op butchers. There was... Then there was at the bottom co-op, which was opposite the Duke Public House. There was a lady I remember called Mrs Piper. She used to have gas lights. Her husband made coffins at the back of the shop. She sold everything, I think, that she used to buy boxes of matches from another store and then take them back to the, her shop. Then there was a cycle re repair shop by a man called Charlie. I remember him as quite a small man. There was also a vegetable store with Crouch's Fish and Chip Shop next door. The shop that is now called The Diner was once a wool shop. There was a store called Countdown. We also had Barlow's Cake Shop, which was where I ordered my son's birthday cakes from. This shop is now an Indian takeaway. I remember a man called Mr Toms who had a hardware store and he'd always know where everything was. Mr Toms lived in Kettering and travelled to work on a bus. We used to have a cinema called The Electric Palace. There used to be a Saturday matinee. This was when I fell in love with Elvis, the man who owned the cinema also owned Finder Cinema, I think. We'd go to Mr Yeoman's for our sweets and I'd ask for a three penny worth. He was all so patient with me. He'd go through his store telling us what we could afford. I don't remember him ever being grumpy. He had a daughter called Avis and a son called Morris, who I now believe is living in Australia. We'd come out of the pictures and then head for the fish and chip shop to get tuppence worth of butter bits and chips. Other entertainment for... Us kids was to go to Wixseed Park. We walked down to the fields to Isham and I all feel safe going to the park. 
a later walking back in the dark. Things are rather different for us all now. We don't have many street lights, so we have to leave a light on in the house so that we can feel safer when we return home. I think that Burton used to have quite a community spirit, but somehow this has been lost as the town has grown over the years. My dad would say to my mum, I've seen Mr So-and-so, and mum would know who he meant. Sadly, my husband Brian died on the 23rd of June 2011. Brian's sister Eileen and her husband Ian live in South Africa. I went to visit them two years ago, but I wouldn't want to live in Johannesburg. All the windows have to be barred. I visited South Africa three times, most recently in February 2014, when I was there for over two weeks. I had a lovely time. They are such a lovely couple. I like living in Burton, as all of my friends are here. I know everyone, and everyone knows me. I volunteer at Burton Library. I still drive, but sometimes I will use my bus pass. I had horrible memory relating to my first day at this school. I was pushed into a puddle which ruined all my new clothes. The boy who pushed me over was the head boy. It was me that got the cane for this. I think I shouted back at him. I remember the swimming pool being so full of frogs that we couldn't swim in it. My sister Stephanie made all the dresses for the carnival queen and her attendants for several years. I would help her to dress the floats which were kept in a garage in Whitney Road. Alex Morley dressed up as Alf Garnet one year and my daughter a silly old moo. Someone dressed up as a postbox one year and someone else dressed as a Chinaman. As mum had friends in Twyrewell where jazz bands played, we started to help out with their carnivals instead. Mum would dress us in frilly dresses which we had to wear on Sundays. I would have a clip round the air for mum if I got my dress dirty. I had to wear big bright ribbons in my hair. I hated this as I was more of a tomboy. I can still remember having to wear these awful white socks that were always falling down. When they had holes in them, mum would have to, the skill to darn them, though. Eileen Hollingsworth, 1945. My father, Bernard Amos, was born on the 7th of December, 1910. My mother, Evelyn Tal Telby, was born on the 22nd of September, 1913. Her brothers owned E.A. Telby, hill builders of Bath Road, Kettering. My father's mother lived in Rothwell. Sadly, Dad, Dad's father went away to the First World War but didn't come back. My parents married, married October 1937 in Kettering and Mum wore a navy suit. Although they bought a house in Wallace Road, Kettering, they had to live with Grandma for a while. I know that Father wanted to emigrate but didn't as Mum wanted to remain in England. After a while they moved to Bournemouth. Mum said that she was healthier there than she had ever been. She was secretary for an insurance agent when she met Dad. My mum's mum lived in Newman Street, Kettering. Her dad started work as a hill builder but died when mum was two. My father worked at Weetabix for 18 years but could turn his hand to anything. From Weetabix he went to work at Alamask. When war broke out, mum joined the ATS and was a shorthand typist in Whitehall. She told my son how everything would go down the underground and to keep up their, everyone went down to the underground, and to keep up their spirits, they'd sing. After the siren sound sounded to give the all clear, they'd return to their homes, to find that a lot of houses had been flattened. Mum returned to Newman Street, Kettering, to live with her mum. 
established station at Street, at Street, Somerset. When Mum used to visit Dad, she had to stay in a pub, but found this difficult, as she didn't drink. Dad was still in the army. He'd been shot in the arm whilst in France and lay in a field for two days before he was found. He was later given a war pension. I went to school in High Street, Burton Latimer, then to the Central School off Rockingham Road in Kettering, which is now St Andrew's Junior School. I have to say that I hated school dinners as I'd put my pork into the vegetables and find the only water coming out. I loved French at school though. I remember how my brother and I were Mr and Mrs Weetabix and we won a prize one carnival year. We cannot carry a banner saying and they lived happily ever after on Weetabix. The carnival came along at Alexandra Street and stopped outside our house whereupon Dad served orange juice to everyone. I went to work at Coles Boot and Shoe Factory as an office junior when I left school and worked in the production office. It was my responsibility to order the socks and the labels. Mum was already working in their canteen and had managed to arrange an interview for me. In fact, Mum had to go with me when I had this interview, as this was the practice then. I worked as a relief on the switchboard, which had huge eyes that clicked and dropped down when a call was coming. I then worked at Whitney and Wesley but this factory was almost burnt down. My brother was a police cadet and trained at Hendon. I remember when he passed out as a policeman. Dad and all, all of us piled into the bus. There was this posh woman who got onto the bus. Dad was 83 at this time. Being polite, he stood up in order to offer her a seat, but she ignored him. He looked around and then said in a very loud voice, Obviously, there are no ladies on this bus. My brother also had an interest in electricity, all self-trained, mainly from reading library books. He joined the fire brigade but left because he didn't want to go on strike. He was still working in London at this time. He later became a bus driver. I had been married twice. My first husband, Edwin Spooner, was 25 years older than me. Our son David was born on the 15th of December 1972 at Eisbrook Hospital. He was only 14 months old when Edwin died following a heart attack. He was just sitting in his chair. I met my second husband some years later at Solo Club in Kettering. He was responsible for his small children. I married Brian on October the 23rd, 1982 at the Baptist Chapel, Burton Latimer. I wore a cream suit, burgundy shoes and a burgundy hat. I've only ever worn that hat twice. David was almost 10 when we married. When David started school in Church Street, I was lucky enough to get my job back at Whitney and Wesley, where I prepared the wages. I still keep in contact with one or two of the girls. My son joined the RAF when he was 17, avionics. He trained at Swindby, which is near Lincoln. I still remember how it was freezing during his passing up parade and how it was all, all out in the open, so we were all thankful for the blankets we were given. When David joined the forces, he was sent to the Gulf War and was stationed in Bahrain, but was sent all over after this. Following his marriage to Jenny, they spent two years in Germany. We went to visit them once when he was in Lubrook. David then returned to Norwich, which he and his wife both loved before he was posted to Norfolk, all the time doing electrical work. He was based at Boscombe Down near Salisbury, We'd go and visit when we could, but it was difficult to get visits as much as I would have liked, as I was working at Tesco by then. There was a crash at Wittering. The black box removed from the wreckage was taken to where David was working. 
David was working on the box in order to ascertain why the plane had crashed as it had. David asked Wittering if they had any work there and they offered him a job. He was in the RAF for 15 years and now had four grandchildren. Brian's son Sean enjoyed being in Germany. My son said that Germany could make or break a marriage. Bert Latimer has changed a lot over the years. There were lots of carpenter stores, but the main one was in the high street. These stores sold all sorts of things, hardware, draperware, electrical goods, grocery and butchers, but this shop was in Duke, Duke Street. I think that the avatar was at the back of the co-op butchers. There was, then there was at the bottom co-op, which was opposite the Duke public house. There was a lady I remember called Mrs Piper. She used to have gas lights. Her husband made coffins at the back of the shop. She sold everything, I think, that she used to buy boxes of matches from another store and then take them back to the, her shop. Then there was a cycle re repair shop by a man called Charlie. I remember him as quite a small man. There was also a vegetable store with Crouch's Fish and Chip shop next door. The shop that is now called The Diner was once a wool shop. There was a store called Countdown. We also had Barlow's Cake Shop, which was where I ordered my son's birthday cakes from. This shop is now an Indian takeaway. I remember a man called Mr Toms who had a hardware store and he'd always know where everything was. Mr Toms lived in Kettering and travelled to work on a bus. We used to have a cinema called the Electric Palace. There used to be a Saturday matinee. This was when I fell in love with Elvis. The man who owned this cinema also owned Finder's Cinema, I think. We'd go to Mr Yeoman's for our sweets and I'd ask for a three pennyworth. He was also patient with me. He'd go through his store telling us what we could afford. I don't remember him ever being grumpy. He had a daughter called Avis and a son called Morris, who I now believe is living in Australia. We'd come out of the pictures and then head for the fish and chip shop to get tuppence worth of butter bits and chips. Other entertainment for us kids was to go to Wixie Park. We walked down to the fields to Aisha and all feel safe going to the park and later walking back in the dark. Things are rather different for us all now. We don't have many street lights, so we have to leave a light on in the house so that we can feel safer when we return home. I think that Burton used to have quite a community spirit, but somehow this has been lost as the town has grown over the years. My dad would say to my mum, I've seen Mr So-and-so, and mum would know who he meant. Sadly, my husband Brian died on the 23rd of June 2011. Brian's sister Eileen and her husband Ian live in South Africa. I went to visit them two years ago, but I wouldn't want to live in Johannesburg. All the windows have to be barred. I visited South Africa three times, most recently in February 2014, when I was there for over two weeks. I had a lovely time. They are such a lovely couple. I like living in Burton, as all of my friends are here. I know everyone, and everyone knows me. I volunteer at Burton Library. I still drive, but sometimes I will use my bus pass. I had horrible memory relating to my first day at this school. I was pushed into a puddle which ruined all my new clothes. The boy who pushed me over was the head boy. It was me that got the cane for this. I think I shouted back at him. I remember the swimming pool being so full of frogs that we couldn't swim in it. My sister Stephanie made all the dresses for the carnival queen and her attendants for several years. I would help her to dress the floats which were kept in a garage in Whitney Road. Alex Morley dressed up as Alf Garnet one year and my daughter a silly old moo. Someone dressed up as a postbox one year and someone else dressed as a Chinaman. 
As Mum had friends in Twirewell where jazz bands played, we started to help out with their carnivals instead. Mum would dress us in frilly dresses which we had to wear on Sundays. I would have a clip round the air for Mum if I got my dress dirty. I had to wear big bright ribbons in my hair. I hated this as I was more of a tomboy. I can still remember having to wear these awful white socks that were always falling down. When they had holes in them, Mum would have the skill to darn them, though. Vivian Karin, 1946. Mum, Violet Hobson, was born at Windmill Cottage, Burton Latimer, February 1910. Dad was born in 1904. Mum came from a family of 15 children. Ten of these children are recorded in the first Burton book. I was born at 1 Cranford Road, which was near to... George Street, Burton Latimer. Dad built us a large shed in one of the fields for us kids to play in. As children, we played in the fields at the bottom of Bird Street. We rode the cows that were there. Before returning home, we would gather sticks for our open fire. I recall crossing the road to Mr Dickey's shop on the corner of Cranford Road. I'd buy sweets with ration coupons. Mr Wood painted coaches and horses in George Street. Not many people had televisions then, so everybody crowded into one or two houses in order to see the coronation. Mum sewed sleeves into things for a living when we were small. My sister and I got money for taking the tacking out. Dad worked at a mine in Earthenborough, Richard Thomas and Baldwin. He then worked as a farm labourer and we lived in a tied cottage. It was a lovely and spacious place to live. I've so many idyllic memories. The farm was called Hatfield's Farm and it was on the bend and close to the wold. We lived in a large three-bedroom house with lots of land, including an orchard. I remember growing a variety of vegetables, then selling them to people who lived nearby, something like one penny a score. We kept pigs and chickens. There were also lots of fruit there were also lots of fruit trees and bushes including gooseberries and red currants. Of course, Dad had to be up early to tend the animals on the farm. I would go with Dad to the wold at tea time when it was harvest time. I was very sad at the age of nine our family had to move from this idyllic place to live in Rosebury Street. It felt like a city to me. I missed the peace and the quiet of the fields as there were not many girls to play with. I made friends with boys instead. When I was nine years old, I joined the Salvation Army, which was held in a tin hut. I thrived there and played the tambourine. I once jumped a picket fence there, but I stumbled and broke my leg and also my nose. When my leg plaster had worn down, I went to the shoemakers in Bindon Street, where he cut the kindly shoemaker put a heel on my plaster. When I was going to the infant school, I was trusted to purchase the family loaf every day. It was so warm and smelled so tempting that I would break off the top of the loaf and eat it before getting home. I would turn the loaf upside down before handing it to my mum. I had a lovely teacher called Miss Metcalf. I found out that her cat had kittens. I had one of these kittens which I called Momo. Unfortunately, I had a horrible teacher after Miss Metcalf. As a part of a nature study, I'd, in, I'd entered a class competition with a drawing of a fox. Mine was declared the best. I was upset that I didn't get the chance to go on the school stage to get a certificate, but I was given money as a reward. Henry got school was like going to another city. Of course, I hated it. I had horrible memory relating to my first 
first 